Wait, go back. <coughs> <coughs> Welcome to Anchoritis. If you've caught the anchor bug like I have, then we have a lot to talk about. I am your host, Aaron. It has been a whirlwind of a week, but I am really, really glad to kind of be able to come and bring this show to you on this day. I feel like this is going to be a really great show. Um, I've had time to think about the topics I want to speak about. Um, Things have just been coming up throughout the week that I've been writing down. And I feel like I have a really nice, concise show for you tonight. That is going to include a couple of different segments. So first segment you're going to hear right after this is going to be just the recap of my week of how things have been going. Um, And if you heard kind of my other update a couple of days ago, I'll be a lot of repeat of that. But I just kind of want to get into the habit of doing that, you know, kind of recapping how the week has been. And uh, hopefully you guys can chime in too and let me know how your week has been. Would love to be able to echo some of those out. So if you'd like to call in, let me know. We will then be talking about Hurricane Harvey and just kind of some of the devastation that that's happened. I am currently residing in Texas. And so there have been some things going on around here that I really kind of want to talk about. And I have some um, opinions on. Um, and then we'll also do anchor feedback, which is one of my favorite segments. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the features that have been introduced over the last couple of months or month rather that I've been a little quiet and give you my opinions and thoughts on those features. And one of those features I think is great and it was needed, but it opens up a can of worms for the community. And so I think it's going to be important for us to talk about. The next segment after that is actually going to be a little bit of a surprise because it's about that feature, but it launches us off into a topic that I think we really need to talk about. And last but not least, we'll talk a little bit about branding and the future of this channel. And then last but not least, we'll we'll do the... Did I say last but not least already? I think I did. Sorry. Last, we will do the chill down where I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about health again. If you hate when I talk about healthy stuff, I understand. Uh, So when we get to that point of the show, you can just stop listening if you want. But I have a couple of things I want to tell you there. Play some chill tunes, and then we'll be done. So really looking forward to tonight. Um, At any point, if you would like to call in and give your opinions on any of the topics we're talking about, I will stop what I'm currently doing and we'll address whatever call-ins we have. Or what is usually more likely is I'll go ahead and get through the whole show and then post call-ins at the end. Uh, Today I do have some call-ins from a friend of mine who I'm going to post as the segments go to kind of get the conversation flowing. But then if uh, you are listening to this quote-unquote live, so around 7 o'clock Central Time, then you'll kind of get these segments as they go. But if you're listening to it as the podcast or as an episode or even just in my dial, then feel free to call in even if the show is done. And I will post your, your comments and reply to them if I have anything to say about it. And um, we'll take it from there. So that's how tonight's show is going to work. Very, very excited. I will be back with you momentarily. And until then, enjoy this sick beat. All right, let's get into the recap of the week. I have had a fantastic week. I hope you have as well. I'm settling into my new role, um, learning a lot of things, not quite 
as confident yet in this role as I have been in previous roles that I've been in for years. So, and that's just a learning curve thing. Would love to hear from you guys if you have any pointers on how you learn new things in a new role and how you go from being confident in what you've been doing for like a year or so to going into a role where you're not as confident because you don't know the processes as much. Um, would love to hear any pointers you might have for that because it's not, this is not the biggest jump I've made um, before. There was a time where I came into a new department, came into a new role and a new building and a new business unit and all of that. And it was all foreign to me. And so this, this move is not like that. This one's a lot better, but I've had that feeling before where I'm just like, I don't know anything anymore. (laughs) I don't know what I think I know. And so, um, some of the ways I get over that is just basically, number one, you got to calm down. You have to just kind of calm down and take things one, one step at a time. You also have to be capable of saying that, hey, I don't know how to do that. The earlier you go out the gate saying, I don't know, will you show me? The easier it's going to be to learn these things and to keep a reputation of, hey, that's a guy with an open mind. That's kind of how I get through that. I ask a lot of questions um, because if you go out the gate asking a lot of questions, then you're looked at as somebody who's eager to learn um, as long as you don't go overboard with it, of course. And at a certain point after someone has told you a few times, you don't want to keep asking that same question. So pay attention, write things down. But anyway, job's been going great, affording me some time to be able to do stuff like this. I have a very good work-life balance currently, and there are times where I work later than normal, but generally it has afforded me the resources and the time to pursue my passions along with having a really great career. If you guys can find a job like that, grab onto it. Do what you need to do to get to get there. And I'm not saying I've arrived or anything like that. I have a lot of work to do, but it just helps that you can have hobbies on the side and that I'm not constantly thinking about work. It helps a lot. So, I mean, that's a little bit about how my week has been going. I'd love to hear from you guys. Tell me how your week's been going. And if you have any tips for me about a new job, I'd like to hear that. If you think any of my tips are helpful or if you've tried them in the past, would love to hear from you on that as well. If you're listening to this as a podcast after the fact, you can always follow me on Anchor. Go to anchor.fm slash Ander, I think is the current URL. We'll talk about that later. Um, or it might just be Aaron Braunander. I think it's Aaron Ander. Anyway, um, go to Anchor, find me, <laughs> and uh, join in the conversation there. Because I really want, that's really what Anchor is best at, is yes, it's going to aggregate my content into becoming a podcast, but in order for you guys to interact, it's really going to have to happen through Anchor. So there's no other audio platform that allows this kind of engagement, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So if you enjoy this podcast, you'll enjoy it even more on Anchor or on the Anchor app. All right, so that's a recap of the week. When we come back, I'm going to jump into a little bit about the hurricane that happened and talk through a few talking points on that. It'll be interesting. Stay tuned. All right, on to probably one of the biggest topics of the night, which is, of course, Hurricane Harvey and all the devastation that that has caused. So first, I want to say, if you listened to my last show, I talked a little bit about how I was concerned about my flight arrangements getting moved around because of the hurricane. I do, if if that felt very... Um, 
nonchalant, I apologize. Um, and that if, if it felt, um, if it felt selfish, that it was not my intention. I was just trying to get out my thoughts on what was happening. I live in Dallas, Fort Worth. And so I am away from the damage of, of most of the storms. There are some effects and that's kind of something I want to talk about, but I just want to kind of level set there and be like, you know, if anybody felt like I was being a little nonchalant about it, I apologize. Um, nobody has said that they were, but I just got to thinking about that. Like, seemed like I was really concerned about my flight being delayed an hour when people are losing their homes and people are dying. And that was definitely not my intention. So our thoughts and prayers, of course, go out to everybody who's affected all over the coast and, of course, to, to Houston. Houston's not the only place with damage and with people displaced, but it did hit pretty hard because they're not your typical place where this kind of thing happens. So um, definitely keep keep praying for them and keep doing what you can. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, though, is the effect this kind of thing tends to have on the nation or the country as a whole. Um, of course, during this time, a lot of people start stepping out of the woodwork and they say, I'm going to raise $100,000. There's an investing app that I use called Acorns. And I just got an email from them not too long ago that said, um, we're going to try to raise $100,000 with your help. They they started the fund. They pitched in $10,000 of their own money. And they're asking their investors to pitch in like five bucks or something like that. And uh, so that's great just to see a, a company who's willing to try to spend some money to uh, to help those people. Of course, there's the Red Cross. Um, there's other churches, organizations, um, even non-religious organizations who are all scrambling to help. On our flight back from Sacramento, we uh, noticed that there were some EMTs on the flight. And we we were kind of talking amongst ourselves, like, I wonder if they're headed down to help with the hurricane. And I was like, I'm not so sure because we booked this flight two weeks ago and the seats that they were in on the flight were booked. And so unless they, you know, I know we knew about this for quite a while, but I don't think they knew the devastation that would happen. So I was like, I, I kind of doubt it. And so we get on the plane, it turns out they go there. And then when we get we get there, I see them getting loaded into a van that says FEMA on it. So that's definitely what they're there for. And so it got me to thinking that there is a very real possibility that some people were were giving up flights and giving up vacations in order to allow these EMTs on the plane. I don't know if that's what happened, but I do know that those seats in particular, the, the exit row seats, were taken because I love to fly in the exit row. And so I tried to get it and two weeks out from our trip, it was taken. So either they're really great at planning and they knew they would have to fly some people down to Dallas, which is quite a ways away from where this all hit. Um, or some people had to be um, nice enough to give up seats or something like that. And so I'm not sure if that happened, but it felt like that may have been the case. And all the, all the different stories I'm seeing about people coming out and helping and, uh, people driving their boats in to try to help with rescue efforts and all that as of today. So this is September 1st. It does look like the waters were receding from Houston. Uh, but now is the hard part. Now is the part where people have to look at the destruction of their homes and it's, rough really rough um so continue to think about it continue to pray but more importantly continue to give if you can and i'm not even talking about money i'm talking about anything you can do 
And that will lead us into our next segment. Hey, Aaron KT here, Kevin Touch, Anchor Nation, whatever you want to say. Uh, the Houston flooding, obviously it's a tragic situation. Over 30 deaths have been reported. But more importantly, the only thing I want to say about what's going on with this is at least we're uniting as one. I see people from all over the country in New Jersey, they came all the way to Texas to just to uh, help out American Red Cross and relief funds and whatnot. Uh, some football players and sports stars have been donating money. And everyone's been contributing, and even a person, small town hustle, uh, an anchor station is going down to Houston to donate. So it's pretty cool to see how everyone's uh, coming together in the time of adversity. Just like any, you know, terrible natural disaster, it builds us stronger. And I love this, stronger than the storm. That's what happened during Sandy uh, around my area and Hurricane Sandy. And we all built, and we were stronger than the storm. So Houston will recover, and they will definitely be stronger than the storm one day. So next, I want to tell you a little story that really helped me put things in perspective, and I hope it will help you too. So Wednesday, while I was at work, I was told that there was going to be some of the donation buses coming by to give blood. Um, and everybody there was was doing it um this this blood would be used specifically to go right down to the houston area and to those affected down on the coast um and so they're like it's in it's in desperate need we don't we can't wait for other supplies to come in so we really need as much as we can get now so that we can take it down there so um i have never given blood before ever and i and i'm kind of ashamed to say that it just never has it never has been something that's been on my mind to my discredit. And so I was kind of nervous. I know that some people get lightheaded, they pass out. Um, I didn't know what it would feel like. I thought it would feel like all the blood was just rushing out of my body. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be uncomfortable. And that's pretty much when it hit me that that is so selfish and this is like the least thing that I could do. I'm at work. It's right outside. I don't have to pay for it. I basically just walk in and say, take my blood, essentially. I mean, they have to do tests and stuff, of course. But um, that's literally like the easiest thing I could do. And yet I was nervous to do it. And so when I kind of started thinking about it and I started realizing how ridiculous it sounded when I hear things on anchor um somebody posted not too long ago I apologize I can't remember who did it but about a child who was holding on to his or her mother and they had passed away but yet they kept that child safe until it was rescued and I'm worried about a needle and I'm worried about being a little lightheaded really put things in perspective for me. So I said, no matter how worried I am about this, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go do it. I have to do it. I don't feel like I had a choice once I realized how selfish I was being. So I did. Uh, went in there, sat down, waited my turn, nervously read through the little pamphlet book about it, saw all the reasons why maybe you might not be able to give today. And I was worried that I would do all this and get myself to the point where I'm going to do it. And then I would have to back out because of whatever, you know, I've not always been the healthiest person, still not the healthiest person. I'm still overweight. I'm losing every single week. I'm losing more. It's great. And we'll talk more about that later. But 
I was a little worried about that. And so they came in, I did the questionnaire, everything seemed great. They took a little pinprick from my finger and uh, tested everything. Everything came back fine to kind of like a little bit of my relief because I guess a part of me was also worried what if they find something and turns out I'm actually really sick, you know? And, but, you know, everything turned out great to be a donor. Um, and so then I went, I went out and they put me in one of the little reclining bed chair things, which was really comfortable, by the way, I need one of these for my office. But anyway, um, and you know, he poked around and found a vein and put it in and it wasn't bad. And almost like as soon as he put the needle in, and he was like, okay, it's going to be, you know, anywhere between six to 15 minutes, you know, just kind of depends. I've immediately felt better. And I felt this is a piece of cake. I don't know what I was so worried about. And then of course, I'm always in the back of my mind, remembering that a lot of people when they stand up is when it hits them. And so he's like, okay, you can go ahead and get up and sit in the back for a while, have some juice, make sure that you're okay before you leave. So I stand up and I'm expecting something to happen like something to be lightheaded and so I kind of stop and kind of take mental note and the guy's like are you okay and I'm like no actually I am and I thought I would feel something and he's like yeah some people do some people don't um it's actually a good sign that you that you don't really feel faint or anything like that I stuck around for a few minutes just to make sure seemed great went about my day everything was fine so I'm not telling you this story so that you can look at me and think, oh, what a hero. What a great guy. Look at the great thing he did. In fact, I almost didn't want to talk about it at all because it almost seems to override the good thing. But I feel like the story about my hesitancy to do it, the ability to push myself to do it anyway, despite being hesitant or despite being a little scared, and then the fact that it didn't turn out to be such a big deal, um... I think is a good lesson for a lot of us to learn that sometimes the right thing is the hard thing to do. It really can be truly difficult to put yourself out there to help people, but then other times it can be so easy, but we let ourselves psych ourselves out and talk ourselves out of doing it for whatever reason it is. And I almost did that to myself. I almost was like, you know what? There's plenty of people giving it's going to be fine if I don't. And honestly, maybe it would have been like one more pint of blood. What would that do? But if everybody had that mentality, there would be no blood to give. And so I don't know. I hope you don't think that I'm doing this as like, hey, look at me. Look how great I am. But just we need to get beyond these little fears that keep us from doing things that are actually really, really easy and really good. Don't let your fears get in the way of doing something good. And here's the other thing I want to talk about in regards to Hurricane Harvey and everything that's happened because of it. Um, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, on the news, we were told, hey, there might be some gas shortages. And so what do you think that that caused people to do? There was a mad dash for the gas stations. A little bit of pandemonium, a little bit of, uh, to be honest, a false pandemonium. I don't think that it required the kind of attention that it got. Um, there is a refinery, apparently. I don't know my refineries, but apparently that was affected. And so things have to be routed around. And so it was mentioned on the news. And of course, it caused pretty much mass hysteria. 
um, and a mad dash for the gas station so that people could fill up, not only just fill up their car, but also fill up trash cans full of gas. And you really saw just kind of the the craziness of what, you know, our modern life is relying on. It's it's crazy to think about it. But so at first, I'm not really that worried, right? I hear about it and I think this is not going to be a permanent thing. Not that worried. Well, then on the way home Thursday night, I'm driving past gas station after gas station with signs, no gas. It's gone. People have just cleared it out. They've gone to every single gas station and cleared it out. And those gas stations that did have gas were packed with lines all the way down the road. And so it almost gets to the point where it's defeating the purpose. I'm going to fill up my car, but I'm going to wait for two hours with my car running to fill up my car. It's ridiculous. And so I wonder, I want to talk this through with you guys and see what you think. I actually think we're going to talk about this too on the Seriously Though podcast this weekend, seriouslyshow.com if you're interested in that, because I want to get Caleb's perspective on it too. But for me, I feel like there is some fault of the people, right? Um, there is another article that came out, I think it was like from CNN and they're like, you know, all this hysteria could have been avoided. And I was like, yeah, it could have been avoided if you guys didn't report on it the way that you did and even say the word gas shortage. And so it gets in this weird point where it's like, how much is the media to blame? How much of is it the people to blame? And I would love to hear your opinion on that. Which one is to blame for when something like this happens? It doesn't have to be this instance, but something like it happens. And so for me, I'll tell you my opinion. I feel like there's a little bit of blame on both sides. I feel like the media needs to be a little bit more careful about what it says and realize that, hey, this is going to cause some panic and maybe become a self-fulfilling prophecy if we say there might be shortages. There definitely will be shortages because now people are rushing to the gas station to get gas. And then also on the other side, I think we as people need to really think things through and not react with hysteria whenever something like this happens. I think we need to take a step back and go, okay, how serious is it really? Do a little bit of research. If it's serious, it's serious. Like, you know, there could really truly be a time where things are going to get a little ugly and you may want to stock up and then it might be worth waiting for. But This was literally like maybe a few hours of disruption that just caused people to panic. Even today, as we got managed to get gas this morning, uh, we paid for premium, you know, a little bit more than than normal. But even on the way home this evening now, I'm seeing more and more gas stations back open with plenty of gas and no lines. So it was almost like, what was that? What was that? Like, that was just like this brief glimpse into humanity's panic when certain conveniences are threatened to be taken away. Um, We all need to get to work, right? We need to make a living. But it's not like this was a water shortage or something like California has seen before. Um, I just think that maybe there's a little bit of blame to go around there. So that's been kind of one of the epics that has been happening here in DFW because of Hurricane Harvey. Nowhere near as bad as what has been happening lower down in Texas. And so, again, it's us panicking about this this little thing happening here while people are really hurt elsewhere in our own state. Um, really just puts things in perspective for you, don't you think?
Oh, that is such a great sound to be hearing. That sound means it is time for Anchor Feedback, one of my favorite segments, I might add, that I've ever done, because it's really just an opportunity to kind of nerd out about this app, and yeah, maybe fanboy just a little bit, but I don't really care. I like it sometimes. There are some things that get added or some bugs that really I feel like need to be ironed out and in order for this thing to really take off, but generally I'm a, I'm an Anchor fanboy and I do not make any apologies for that because they have created a really great place here that I think has a lot of potential. So for this week's Anchor Feedback, I want to talk about some of the features that I haven't been able to talk about yet since I've been kind of on a little hiatus. So a couple updates have happened since I've been gone. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty. I'm just going to get the big stuff out of the way. The biggest thing recently was editing down of clips. So I think this is a great feature. I think it's fine. I think maybe you you misspeak in the beginning. You don't want to record the whole thing over. You can trim some of that down a little bit to where you could take do several takes. You could say cut and then start again instead of having to stop the whole recording and, and whatnot. Or if somebody does a call in and you only want to use half of it, you can do that as well. I think that's great. Now, for me, it's not going to be super useful because I actually record the majority of this show on a mic on my computer using Audacity so I can make as many um, attempts as I want. Even right there, I'm tempted to stop and start again, but I will... I will resist. I want to be real with you guys. I don't want to be edited down. But So I don't do a ton of editing to this, but I like the quality of the mic. I like the way it sounds. If I add any background music through Anchor, it's nice and loud here so that the background music does not override what it is that I'm saying. I think that's super important to remember whenever you're adding background music. But regardless, I think it's a great feature. It's a good thing to have. It is nice to know that if I wanted to do Anchoritis on the road, I definitely could. So any of those features that they can add in to make that easier, I'm all for that. Super cool. The next thing I want to talk about, though, is something that I think is both useful and also a little dangerous for the community. And that feature is the text conversations that can now happen in Anchor. So first, the good part. I love that because as a consumer of this platform as well as creator on it I listen to it a lot when my phone's in my pocket when I'm at work when I'm at the gym I listen to it a lot and so when I consume something and I want to I want to react to it and I want to say something about it but I don't want to stop everything pull out the phone and record a segment you know, well, maybe I'm winded at the gym or just, you know, I'm in a place like work where I can't really sit there and talk into my phone about something silly on Anchor. So I'm able to open up the app and go right to that section and say what I want to say. And I think that is great for engagement. And I hope that if you haven't been using that feature that you decide to, because I think that that lends a lot of possibility to the conversation. I can add them as pop-ups so other people can see them when they're listening and watching the, the little anchor video. It's really great to kind of see that. And I love going into hitting that little comments button and seeing a whole conversation that has happened and kind of joining in on that. So for me as a consumer, it's great. And I want to see more things that anchor puts in to encourage a community and to encourage consumers to come. Even if you don't want to create your own show, at least you want to come to join the conversation. This is where things get a little interesting, though. Along with 
giving this ability to hide behind text, we almost immediately saw some trolling and maybe even some bullying because it's very hard to tell the tone in text. And so a lot of people who are even probably just joking around don't understand the damage that they can do. And it's so easy to just type something and someone can either misread it or read it exactly how you intended it because you're a coward hiding behind text. And you're not willing to actually call into a station and say, hey, I disagree with X and Y, you hide behind the text. This is a problem. And we'll spend the next few segments kind of chatting through this and figuring it all out. Imagine if you would, a scrawny, nerdy, dorky, little 11 or 12 year old boy. That was me. And I would say that I didn't get bullied a lot. I really feel like I was pretty fortunate in that area. However, there was one time in my mind that really sticks with me and I think exemplifies maybe some of the struggle that kids go through in like middle school slash high school time. So when I was younger, I went to a private school. So of course, even going to a private or a Christian school or something like that does not make you immune from bullying. And I would, they would have this little snack bar there and, um, you know, for like a quarter, you could buy a bag of popcorn or something like that. Well, and I had decided I was going to go ahead and save up all of my pennies and bring them with me in order to buy snacks at the counter. And so I loaded my pockets up with pennies. I don't know how many pennies I had. It had to be quite a few. It had to be at least one pocket full of pennies and was all set to do what I needed to do to get whatever snack it was I had my heart set on that day. Well, for some reason, there was this group of older boys who I don't think they had ill intentions, really, and I'll get to that point in a bit. But long story short, or really short story short, they decided that I needed to be picked on. And so they picked me up and brought me to the restroom, and were they were going to attempt to give me a swirly. I don't know if you're familiar with the swirly. Let me tell you about this amazingly epic prank that is completely original. Um, they would dip your head in the toilet and then flush it. That's it. That's that's the end of, of the prank. There isn't anything else. That's it. It's very creative. It's very original. These guys were, I'm sure, straight A students and didn't have any trouble in school at all. But, as you can tell, I don't harbor any animosity towards them at all. <laughs> but, um, so they attempted to give me a swirly and lift me up by my legs. Now, here's here's kind of the point I like to stop and think, I don't know if they were going to actually do it. I don't know how much of it was like a threat of like, hey, hey, we're going to do it, and how much of it, you know, was real. But they did pick me up and turn me upside down. So it's kind of like I feel like they were going to follow through with it. And... So I don't know. I wasn't going to take any chances. <laughs> I wasn't about to let them do it. I was kicking and screaming and flailing, and I don't know how no one didn't hear it. But 
Remember those pennies? <laughs> uh, as they put me upside down and as I started flailing, just tons of pennies started raining out of my pocket and onto the bathroom floor and probably some into the toilet if I recall. And this seemed to kind of jostle them a little bit. None of my kicking and screaming really made a difference. That was all for laughs. But it seemed to jostle them a little bit when they saw my pennies spread all over the floor in the toilet. And they immediately let me go and ran away. Um, this is something that happened to me just the one time. Never happened before. Never happened again. And really was not super traumatizing. I'm sure at the time that there were some tears, but now as a 31 year old man, I, uh, it doesn't seem to bother me as much, but I've told this story to a few people on, on some occasions. And I told it to Caleb on one of the videos that we did. And, uh, he about lost it. He about cried. In fact, I think what I'm going to do on this this uh, segment. If you look on your phones right now, you should see a link to a YouTube video. I'm going to link you to uh, a video that we did about like homeschooling versus public school. And I tell this story about the almost swirly. And so if you want more perspective around that, it was from a few years ago, feel free to, to take a watch. Um, and it gives a little more perspective. But I will be back in a moment then once you get done watching that. And we will continue this conversation. So I tell that story as kind of a launching off point for my next topic. So I love the feature that has been added for text. Um, and I think it's needed. I think it's necessary. But what we all have to realize in this community is that when you give that type of interaction, that there are going to be bullies and there are going to be trolls. Those two things are going to happen. And unfortunately, we've had some instances of that happening already. Um, now, the thing about it is I don't believe that a lot of it is straight-up bullying. There's some things that I see in movies and on the news that I do believe are like, that is just, you're just a bully. And it's either emotional or physical even, like somebody actually beating you up to take your money. What I see nowadays, and not just on Anchor, but everywhere, is really people doing it for the laughs. It's a strange form of comedy to them, and that's kind of where you cross over into really their trolls. They're not so much bullies. And so a lot of people will make a joke that is insensitive or hurtful, and maybe they'll do it in a tone in their own mind that's not as bad as the tone that the person receiving it reads it in, if that makes sense. I think that we need to be accountable for our words and we need to be careful with what we say. I am, I love comedy. I, I'm not a comedian, but I love comedy. I love to laugh. I like to make my own jokes, very weird, obscure jokes, but still jokes. But I try never to make my jokes about people, especially when it comes into written form, because you don't know the way that I meant it. And people can take that and read it however they want when you put it in text form, unless you're very clear and very precise. And then that, of course, makes a joke not funny. So what we need to be on the lookout for on Anchor is that toxicity that comes with like the YouTube comment section. I do not want Anchor to become like that. I don't think it will because we're using 
our voices as our main source of content. And I think that we can pretty much just ignore the trolls as much as we can um, and understand that a lot of times there's a, a reason why they might be lashing out at you. If they really truly wanted to help you and give you constructive criticism, they'd call in. Or they would say, hey, here's some constructive criticism. Instead of going right to the jokes and trying to make people laugh and trying to get people to go to their own station so that then they can laugh at the other person on their own station. You know, it's just a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, but I see too many times people using defense of, hey, it's just a joke, man. It's, it's just a joke. You need to learn how to take a joke. No, you need to learn how to take responsibility for your words. I'm a big believer in personal responsibility. I do have a responsibility of how I'm going to let your your words affect me, but then you also have a responsibility to own your own words and to say them in a way that people are not going to get offended by. I mean, I, I hate that that seems to make me sound like some kind of bleeding heart. Um, hey, can we all just get along? But it really needs to be said that... You need to be accountable for what you say, and you need to think before you just post something. And that is the danger of introducing this text interaction into Anchor. Again, I believe it's completely needed because myself, I, I love it. I love to be able to interact with people while I'm at work, while I'm not able to do it with my voice, it's definitely needed. But I want us to just all be prepared for the day when that, when now the trolls are going to arrive. And I hope that by understanding that a lot of these people are doing it, number one, to make a joke, and number two, to compensate for something on their own end. And that's not some kind of crude joke. I just mean that if they see you having any kind of modicum of um, experience or... Uh, results on this platform, you are more subject to be called out by trolls and bullies. And if you realize that it's number one, it's usually a joke, and number two, they're jealous, it makes it a lot easier to stomach. So I hope you'll remember that and keep your chins up if you come across anyone toxic on Anchor. <laughs> Hey Aaron, KT, Anchor Nation, back at it. So my last story will be about bullying. So I really never got bullied up until, honestly, a couple days ago. And I was cyberbullied. But thankfully I was fortunate not to be really bullied. Trolling, I have been trolled a couple times. Uh, not, not just on this platform, as in like, uh, what's the word? I guess you could say I... It's not actually more text messaging. I've been trolled a couple times, but it wasn't in any negative, impactful way. It was more of a funny, humorous way. There was one time where it got out of hand, but I, I mostly diffused the situation. So that's why when I got that, you know, trolling cyber bully story a couple days ago, I didn't know how to handle it because that was my first ever, like, real, like, I see it firsthand now with the text discussion. And that's why I'm kind of interested when you brought the point why how, hold on, let's, let me finish when you brought up the text this part two, when you brought up the text conversations, that could also lead to more trolling because now you can just easily access the, the comment section instead of just have to call in and you know say it to someone's face audio-wise. You can just say it behind a screen now, no emotion. So I see where you're coming from with that. And I could see also why 
I was kind of confused on whether should I tell somebody, should I tell Anchor Support, should I, oh, I don't know. I mean, tell a friend, tell a mayor. In that case, that day was the mayor, JM, my good buddy. But the point is, it's just hard to believe that people still troll and bully these days. You know, I, I remember back in the days, they would come into our school and say, don't do it. Don't do it. And it really didn't take off till like, 7th, 8th grade. It plateaued when I left sophomore year, and I want to tell you about that. And once it plateaued around two years ago, like 2015, it just plateaued out at my school. It really never happened at my school. But once they told us that, I felt like it woke some people, the newer people coming into the school. There were less fights. There were less. There was a couple, but there's not many. It was a safe school. I was fortunate to go to very safe schools and very uh, established learning environments. So I definitely admit that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just sad to see that people every day, though, go through this, these things and they can't handle it. So, yeah, that's my final take on it. Hopefully one day we can end the hate, but if not, it's okay. Because at least someone will stand up for you if you can't stand up for yourself. So that's something I'm huge into. Always stand up for others. All right, everybody. One of the last things I want to talk about this evening before the chill down is about this channel. So I want to talk just a few minutes about branding. Um, it's been kind of the hot button topic lately. Um, for those of you who I'm sure know of Mr. KT, Kevin Touch has gone through some rebranding on his channel, um, has learned some things and has changed it a few times now, but I think has landed on something that is going to work well for him. Um, and so if you aren't following him, make sure you, you search him up on Anchor and find him. He's a, uh, a great follow, especially if you need someone to kind of curate something for you. Um, that is going to be a great place to go. So he has gotten me to thinking, and I had been kind of thinking about this before, and especially when I first created the channel, what was I going to name this thing? And so at first I thought, well, this is just going to be my personal channel, and Anchoritis will be a show on that channel. That way I can do other things. And then now as I'm kind of falling more into a weekly show kind of thing, I almost feel like I may want to rebrand the channel to just Anchoritis, hosted by me. You know, I have that in the description and all that. Um, and if, you know, I, I was hesitant to do so because I'm like, well, I definitely don't want to be seen as somebody who just jumps on with the latest trend, which is rebranding your channel. But um, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think it might be the right course to go. Um, I don't know when this will happen. It'll probably just happen one day, and you'll just get used to it. But one of my fears was that then I can't post just any kind of personal content that I want if I just want to say good morning or something. But then I thought, why Why not exactly? It's still my channel. It's still about the things in life that I experience and hopefully a conversation with you guys. But it doesn't have to be under my name. And in fact, I kind of want it to be its own thing um, and not linked so much to my name. Um, and even, even Kevin's been throwing this around a little bit, talking about the possibility of maybe in the future having people carry on the torch. I don't believe Anchoritis will ever get to that point, but um, in the meantime, I just kind of want to have some fun with it. And, you know, I'm just curious about how a rebranding would work. Um, if I tell people, hey, I'm on Anchor, just search for my name, that becomes pretty easy because I have a pretty unique last name. Um, but I guess I could just as easily say search for Anchor-itis, you know, just like you caught the cold. It's an itis. <laughs> uh, 
So, but I really am really digging the branding around anchoritis and the tagline that I've come up with recently, which is that um, if you've caught the anchor bug like I have, then we have a lot to talk about, that kind of thing. That's going to be like a tagline. And um, I want this to be kind of like a weekly talk show, essentially. Um, I'd love to do some interviews sometime whenever I can. Um, but I just, I think it might be the right move. Um, and I know that this show has become kind of what this channel is about. So I don't know. I think I might do it. I don't know when, but I would love to hear your feedback on that. Um, if you think that it's ridiculous, it doesn't matter. Or if you think that it actually might be hurting by changing the name, definitely let me know. Um, but props to Kevin, Kevin Touch or KT for, for trying what he tried with, with Touchtown. There's no fault in trying. And, um, you know, sometimes you try and then you realize, you know what, this isn't that great. Or, you know, actually, I want to go in a different direction. And you should always be brave enough to say, hey, guys, I'm taking it a different direction. And if you want to stay along for the ride, that's great. If you don't, I understand that, too. But I think probably a lot of you who follow me right now follow me for something like this, where it's basically the Anchoritis show. And so I might still post content throughout the week whenever I have a chance or when something strikes me. But what happened this week is I went ahead and saved all that stuff up into a longer show that I could do for you on Friday, curate into an episode that could be posted as a podcast as well. So that's kind of what I'm going to use Anchor for. And of course, listening to all your great content, applauding you, commenting a lot. That is going to kind of be what I'm doing on Anchor. So unless somebody tells me this is a real bad idea, I'm probably going to go ahead and do it. I'll just keep you up to date as far as when that happens. Or honestly, it'll probably just, you'll wake up one morning and it'll be anchoritis. <laughs> but uh, so don't uh, don't think I've gone anywhere. I'm just kind of thinking about my branding like a lot of people on Anchor are. All right, let's get into the chill down. I'm ready to get this thing done and ready for some relaxation. Hey, Aaron KT here, or Kevin Touch, or Anchor Nation, whatever you want to say is uh, appropriate. So I am going to give you some anchoritis content. So one of the topics we're probably going to talk about is rebranding your station and finding that home on Anchor. I'm currently in the process of doing that. I think I'm getting close to it. I'm just throwing darts. And as my buddy said last night in the interview we did with Randolph Tolson, we're throwing darts at things, you know. You put more fishing poles out there, chances are fish will likely stick. So I think it's not just me, though. I think there is... I'm not going to say thousands, but at least hundreds of creators just like me trying to figure it out. And once we do figure it out, it's a beautiful thing. So I look forward to uh, really, uh, I don't know, I just look, look really forward to seeing the future of Anchor and just seeing it grow. I don't know. It's hard to say right now. It's kind of limited platform, but I'll do a part two. Part two of rebranding the profile. Uh, so what I'm thinking is when someone figures it out, how do they approach it? I mean, do they start thinking more in terms of, uh, do I need to start focusing on my station more? It, it's an interesting process, and I think a lot of people are, are struggling with this idea of, do you really want to sit through 10 hours of content, you know? Or is power listening a better idea? It, it's so interesting. That's why a lot of people, like myself, thought about this like oh and that's why i needed to make a second station i feel like there's one station i could just focus on a certain thing and the other one i could have more fun you know and i think it's a great way to 
balance. You don't have to post every single day on the main station. Come here and this is how uh, where you can be like happy and have fun. And that's what I want to do here on the Kevin Touch platform, as I say, the, the station. Just have fun with it. Part three, Aaron, KT back again, or Kevin Touch, or Anchor Nation, whatever you want to call me. Uh, it's really, it's really interesting. It's fascinating, though, in my opinion, that we start to see more people now as we are getting into. I believe this is my third month, technically, my third month on here. We start to see. It started what a year ago, about a year and a half ago, and it's still very limited. And now that people are starting to realize that once it gets not limited and we get more features rolled out and things begin to develop in 18, 2018 and beyond, then we could see the evolution of what a creator has in himself. So I really like it. And I really like this uh, idea of people figuring themselves out and changing ideas. And I think that's why we should see more people, you know, profiling. I think this is only the beginning of a reprofiling nation. And to wrap it up, most importantly, no matter how many times you change your brand, and you said this too, Aaron, don't let someone pigeon you. Don't let some hater be out there trying to, uh, what do you call it, bring you down. Don't do that. Do whatever you feel is happy, and you taught me that. And, uh, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I personally like it, you know. You don't want any hater out there. And I look forward to uh, hearing the show tonight. Chill, 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 chill. Alright, and it is time for the chill down. For those of you who don't know, this is a segment where we kind of just bring the show to an end. So it is a little bittersweet, but it also is a time for us to talk a little bit about um, health, wellness, mental health, you know, any anything that might be going on in my mind to try and help us become better people. Really to try to help myself become a better person. And I think it's so important for us to take a step back and kind of lower the octave a little bit and play some chill music and center ourselves and um, I do talk a lot about health during these things so if this is something you're not interested in I understand we'll see you next week but hey I wanted to talk just real quick about some of the progress that has been happening with my diet and fitness and, and all that um, so it coincides with the story about giving blood so you have to do a couple of tests before to make sure that you're in healthy levels. Um, I'm happy to report that my blood pressure was good, my BPM was good, slightly elevated by a few points because I was a little nervous, I admit that. And then when they uh, tested my hemoglobin, which is basically like the um, amount of the amount of iron in your blood and a couple other things, it was in a healthy range. I'm also supposed to get in a couple of days some some feedback on my cholesterol, which I'm very interested in because I've been eating a lot better and working out a lot. And so, um, since I also survived giving blood, um, I feel like that really gave me a peace feeling about what I've been doing to try to help myself and my body. And um, it's just good to see results like that. And. I have purposely stayed off the scale because I don't want to get all about the weight. Um, I know I have lost more weight even just in the last two weeks. It seems like I hit a wall and then all of a sudden I just I pushed beyond it and I changed some things up a little bit in my exercise routine and it's just made all the difference. So I guess the message I would give to any of you who are out there struggling with being fit. 
um, or just getting to the gym or eating better is you got stick with it. Find something that works for you that you know will have long-term stickability and make a commitment to yourself to stick to it. I know that it's hard. I'm with you there. I'm still not where I need to be and I still have days where I slip up. But I think then the days where I get results like that, that are in healthy ranges and in better spots than I've, I have been even six, seven, eight months ago, that's encouraging. And those are the targets you should really be looking for. I would encourage you to stay off the scale. I'm going to weigh myself eventually, but for now, I'm not concerned about the um, vanity aspect of losing weight. I'm concerned about the health. And I never want to get to the point where I have to use drastic measures as a last resort. And there's no judgment to any of you who have had to do that, any kind of weight loss surgery or something. But that is one of my goals is to just make sure that I take care of my body for the future because life will be a lot better when you do. And honestly, I feel so much better. I feel creative when I don't eat right. And when I don't exercise and get moving, I get stagnant. And so if you're also having some kind of writer's block or something, or, you know, you're just, you want to be creative, but you just can't get some exercise in, start looking at your diet. And I think that that's going to help a lot. Everyone is different. Everybody handles things differently, but I hope that you will at least try and stick with it. And that is the show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you listen to this on the Anchor app or as an episode after the fact or as a podcast on iTunes and Google Play, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that it has inspired you to come join the Anchor community to get that Anchor bug like I have. And I promise if you get it, it'll it'll be hard to get rid of. It's addicting, and if you have the kind of personality that loves to speak in front of a microphone, you're going to love this app. So I hope that you will join us there. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, there's way more ways for you to interact with the show if you do it on the Anchor app. So... Thank you so much for listening tonight. Special thanks to Kevin Touch. Um, He and I have become pretty good friends, I think. And I think, I hope that in the future we can become even closer. But I was talking to him about the show and some of the topics I wanted to to cover. And he was generous enough to send me some call-ins that I included there. So, Kevin, thank you so much for that. Um, Go check out his channels. You can find him at Anchor Nation and at just his personal channel, Kevin Touch. Um, He's all over this app. So if you're currently posting something, he probably knows who you are. He's probably echoed something of yours, and he's probably called into your station. That's one of the things I like about him. He definitely um, curates things for us, finds new content for us to listen to, and I try to listen to him every single day, and I think you should too. So thank you, man. Appreciate it. Your help was much appreciated. Helped give some needed context and additions to the show. Um, If you have any feedback any call-ins any comments you'd like to make just because i have finished recording does not mean that the conversation has to end you can call in at any time and just specify what you want to talk about and i'll still post it to the channel afterwards you may not make it into the actual episode because about sometime tomorrow morning i will go ahead and put this into an episode 
Um, but if throughout the week a thought occurs to you, let me know. If I feel like I have a good response for it, I might, I might keep it for the next Anchor Edit show, hopefully coming back at you next Friday. Um, I typically will try to do this show anywhere between 7 p.m. Central Time and 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, kind of depending on what's going on in my life at the moment, but I'll try to keep you up to date a little more than I have been lately. Um, and of course, if you like this show and you found any kind of meaning from it or any inspiration i'd love to hear from you and i would be very appreciative if you would share the station with your friends that would mean a lot to me in kind of getting the anchoritis message out there so i have been aaron thank you so much for joining us tonight i hope you have caught the anchor bug with me and i will speak to you next week